This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Welcome to the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Port, CEO of Rocket Matter, the leading provider of cloud based legal practice management and time and billing software. Today, it's my honor to introduce David Barkey. David works with the Anti-Defamation League. He's actually a fellow Wildcat. We both went to Northwestern University. He is the Southeastern Area Council and National Religious Freedom Council with the ADL. And we're going to use this opportunity to hear a little bit about what David's working on. And, you know, maybe if you're thinking about getting involved in a social cause or something with your pro bono work or even a career change, this might be a good point to start thinking about some of those things. So welcome, David. Hi, good morning, Larry. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, David, uh, tell me a little bit about the current work that you're doing with the ADL. Well, I mean, if you just look in the news, you can see what's going on in the world. And unfortunately, um, we're seeing uh, hate groups, extremists um, who are being emboldened right now. We saw what happened in Charlottesville. Um, So one of the things that ADL has worked on for decades is countering hate and uh, countering extremist groups. Um, So one of the things that I'm working on personally um, in the state of Florida where I'm based, um, happen to be a a lobbyist in the state of Florida as well, is uh, getting some uh, amendments to our hate crimes law uh, filed and and trying to move that forward. Um, ADL got a hate crimes law passed in Florida in 1989, and uh, it's a good law, but there's some gaps in the law that need to be fixed. And this is part of Um, an ongoing campaign by the Anti-Defamation League called 50 States Against Hate. Um, Back in 1981, ADL uh, drafted model hate crimes legislation, um, and the 45 states that have hate crimes laws are uh, based on ADL's model. And in the aftermath of the uh, Charleston massacre back in 2015, ADL started this campaign uh, to do more work on hate crime laws. We want to get hate crime laws in the five states that don't have them, We want to make all hate crime laws comprehensive, and there are definitely gaps in many state hate crime laws. Um, We want to do more work in uh, educating law enforcement on hate crimes and the importance of enforcing these laws, and also um, improving how uh, hate crime uh, statistics are collected. So that's a big issue that we're working on for obvious reasons right now. Yeah. Oh, not to put you on the spot, but do you happen to know off the top of your head which five states aren't participating in this uh, so that if there are attorneys in that state, maybe they have something they can Absolutely. Uh, uh, unfortunately, three of them are states that I cover. So um, Georgia, South Carolina, and Arkansas don't have hate crime laws, and the other two states are Indiana and Wyoming. So if you're an attorney in one of those states, um, that's good information to know. And, um, you know, we have, we have uh, attorneys who operate in all 50 states, and it's an issue that we're working on. So if you're not here in Florida... We definitely could use your help in other states. So one of the things that I've noticed that uh, you do, just because I, I follow the ADL and uh, I'm becoming more involved with that organization, uh, in, in addition to the work that you do with your advocacy in Tallahassee, you write a lot uh, and, and offer opinions about stuff that's going on. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, people who are, who are less familiar with ADL, um, they, they don't realize that we do a lot of types of advocacy other than strictly legal advocacy. Um, we do a lot of blogging. We do a lot of opinion pieces because it's important to get information out there 
and inform people about what's going on. Um, I, I wear another hat at the Anti-Defamation League, and that's uh, Religious Freedom Council, and I work on, uh, I've oversight on our complex church state and religious discrimination issues, and uh, I do a lot of writing on that, uh, a lot of blogging on it. Um, there are all kinds of issues that are popping up, particularly in the states that we write about. Um, for instance, um, in Florida this year, um, we worked very hard trying to uh, uh, deal with a backdoor school prayer bill. I did a number of pieces on that, but there are all kinds of issues that are that are regularly popping up that I write about. Um, and I also uh, regularly write publications um, that are more that are intended more for uh, lay people on these very complex issues relating to the First Amendment. Um, ADL is particularly concerned about the appropriate um, observance of religion in the public schools, and uh, that's an issue that we write on quite a bit. Yeah, no, thank you. And um, for lay people like myself, it's been very, very uh, helpful to understand these complex issues and digest them. How did you tell me tell me a little bit about your career? How did you end up in this specific position, you know, working on uh, a cause? I, I don't know if we call this a social justice cause or what, but, um, you know, can, can you tell me a little bit about the evolution of your legal career? Yeah, I mean, it's a, a little bit of, I guess, goal planning and a little bit of luck. Um, I'm actually not from South Florida. I grew up in the New York area and went to Brooklyn Law School. And uh, in law school, I got very interested in the area of employment law. And when I got out, I actually wanted to do plaintiff side, um, but it was kind of hard to get a, a job doing that straight out of law school. And uh, I went to a big firm doing management side, labor and employment law for a couple years. And then uh, uh, a opening for a trial attorney uh, came up at the uh, U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in their New York District office. And uh, I was a trial attorney litigating primarily class cases for about four years. And I, I wanted to do more. I guess I had a real um, uh, uh, interest in doing public service and public interest work. And uh, this is sort of the, the fortuitous part. Um, I was uh, poking around, uh, got an informational interview at the ADL. And uh, they happened to have an opening in uh, their Chicago office for an attorney. And there was a connection because, as you said, I went to Northwestern, so I knew Chicago. So one thing led to another, and um, I got a job in Chicago. I was there for a few years, um, went to New York for a couple of years and worked at our national office and then moved down to Florida. The reason that uh, I have this other title of uh, National Religious Freedom Council, again, it's sort of um, happenstance and location that I happen to work um, in, in many of the southern states, and there are a lot of issues relating to church-state separation, and I developed an expertise in that. And so um, that was really the reason why I have this position. So long story short, I've been with ADL for 16 years, moved around a bit, um, but uh, I'm pretty satisfied with the work that I do. I feel it's pretty meaningful. That's great. And so, so what is it like working in this context uh, versus working in a corporate context is, is uh, in terms of just what your life is like, in terms of like your balance of your life, or is it, is, it, is it better? Is it work? Do you take it home at night? Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, you know, that's a great question. I mean, you know, I've I kind of worked the gamut. I've worked um, in a big firm. We were billing hours. I've worked for the government, um, uh, and, 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 and I've worked in the nonprofit area. Um, as far as lifestyle, I mean, it's definitely, I think, um, from my perspective, the hours are, are, are better um, than perhaps working at a big firm. Um, but, you know, th there can be quite a bit of travel involved. Um, you know, it, I, I, I find my work to be interesting. There's some days you just 
come to work and the next thing you know, the day is over. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's a pretty good balance, um, you know, except when you need to travel and it can come in, in spats. Um, as far as taking it home, uh, you know, it is the type of work that, you know, you do take it home um, at times, particularly um, when you feel something close to home, maybe something that could impact your community or particularly when we deal with um, extremists. Um, you know, unfortunately, I've seen some pretty ugly stuff in my day um, relating to white supremacists and other types of extremists. And there's no way you don't take that home. But, you know, it's part of the challenge. And certain, certainly uh, there's some levels of frustration um, that you can have, uh, you know, civil rights work, uh, human rights work. It's not linear. Um, you have fits and starts. You make progress. There's setbacks. And, you know, certainly right now we're seeing um, some of the progress um, being turned back a bit, and that's frustrating, but um, you got to stick with it and, and, you know, fight the good fight. Uh, but overall, you know, I, I, I'm pretty pleased with um, the choices I've made and, and how I ended up at, at the Anti-Defamation League. Oh, that's great. If, if there's... Um... Is there anything that you would recommend? Because there's a lot of attorneys out there that want to get involved. Maybe they're not sure how they get involved. There was a, I remember talking to people about the situation when people were stranded at the airports during this uh, immigration thing earlier this year. And there was like, uh, there were like 25 attorneys working the cases and then there were like 100 attorneys getting coffee for the attorneys that were working the cases. So if, if people want to get involved in a, in a cause right now, are, are there certain areas that you would direct them to look at per se? Well, I mean, you know, I think that the, the first thing is to get informed and, and, you know, find out what is your passion. Um, I think, you know, part of the problem with attorneys is that we associate with a lot of attorneys. A lot of our friends are attorneys. So there's sort of a assumption of a level of understanding. And I think people forget that having that law degree, being an attorney does give you a sense of, not a sense of, it gives you a certain degree of power um, and ability that um, other folks don't have. Um, you know, certainly we would want people to get involved with ADL and can get involved, you know, just by calling your uh, local ADL office. Um, you know, we need help uh, working on particularly areas on, uh, on hate crimes legislation. We need it in Florida and we need it in other states. But, you know, obviously there are other organizations that you can get, get involved with that do more direct litigation um, that perhaps, um, you know, you could use your help. And, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, you can get up to speed in certain areas of the law. And, you know, in fact, if you do some volunteer opportunities, some pro bono opportunities, that's a way to build your skills and perhaps go into another area of law like immigration where where a lot of help is needed. But, you know, for instance, in Florida, there's a there's a, a suggested pro bono requirement. Um, you know, there's issues relating to criminal justice reform, and somebody might be willing to take a criminal case. So um, there are a lot of areas where you can get involved. I mean, you know, we could spend an hour talking about where where attorneys needed. There are attorneys needed in, in so many areas right now, and I just mentioned a few. Well, that's uh, that's that's good information. I know that like a lot of the uh, places that we uh, pay attention to and profile, like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, digital privacy issues, the Anti-Defamation League, of course, you know, there's so many opportunities for people to get involved. And one of the things that I'm personally getting involved with is the uh, ADL's Glass Leadership Institute. And uh, through that, uh, last year, I met a lot of attorneys that were involved with it. And this year, I'm looking forward to doing the uh, the program itself. So there's 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 a lot of good stuff there. 
Right, and as I, you know, just, uh, there things that you can get involved in that don't require a law degree. For instance, last week, um, ADL in conjunction with the U.S. Conference of Mayors, uh, we released our 10-point compact on how to, uh, in combating hate bias and bigotry. And basically that's asking local mayors to step up to stand against hate by signing this compact and making commitments outlined in that compact. You don't need to be an attorney to approach your mayor um, about getting involved with that compact. I know that um, when it came out, I, I texted my own city commissioner and said, hey, are you gonna get involved with this in my hometown, got involved. That's something that anybody can do. And the bottom line is that the more local the politician, the more apt they're to listen to you because there's a direct line between uh, between you and them. So that's something that you can get involved in very easily. Well, we're out of time. And the one thing that I will say is that by working with attorneys these past 10 years, it's very impressive the commitment to uh, improving society and running society that uh, attorneys partake in. Uh, David, uh, thank you so much for your time today. And if you want to learn more about David's work, uh, David, how can they reach you? Uh, they can uh, find out information about ADL by going to www.adl.org. And thanks for having me today, Larry. Appreciate it. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.